Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. A Science of Getting Rich, which just happens to be chapter two of The Science of Getting Rich. Um, let's just start with the title there for a moment. There is a science of getting rich. Why did he write this book? Because he was trying to explain to people that getting rich is a scientific process like anything else that we do from a cause and effect perspective. It's not a superstitious process. It's not based on luck. It's not based on gamble. It's not based on any anything that's not grounded in something that's not cause and effect. And his whole idea was, you know, the story goes anyway that that wealth eluded Waddles most of his life, and he didn't know why. And he found out it was because he had all these incorrect beliefs about how wealth came into a person's life. And it was later in life that he discovered. The, the actual processes of really uh, changing your mind. So he says there is a science of getting rich. It is an exact science like algebra or arithmetic. There are certain laws which govern the processes of which acquire acquiring riches. Once a person learns and obeys these laws, he will get rich with mathematical certainty. Now, what's fascinating about this is that before I understood this book. I had times where I couldn't pay my bills. I couldn't pay my bills on time. My income was sporadic, up and down. I didn't know if it was going to be there from one month to the next. And after I learned this, I never again paid a bill late. Never again. That's over 20 years ago. I've never paid a bill late. You have to ask yourself, how certain are you that regardless of what's coming down the pike, that you can pay your bills? How certain are you that you'll have the money for everything that you need? And not based on, I'm just going to put it out into the universe and hope that it's going to be there. But strategically, you know how to run your life and business so that that money is there all the time. The first stage of this goes along with the first stage of anything in your life and your business. It is, I will not tolerate that anymore. It is raising our standard. Science of getting rich is no good if you're going to tolerate laziness, if you're going to tolerate fear, if you're going to tolerate doubt, doubt, worry, or fear. No good. If you're not going to do what you say you're going to do, it won't work. It won't work. You'll never boil water by taking the pot on and off the stove. It's about consistency, right? Cause and effect is a consistency. It's a consistency. He says there is, there is but one great law, namely energy is. All physical and mental science is based on this one great law and, it, and its seven subsidiary laws, which, which operate in coordination with each other. So you've got the law of perpetual transmutation, relativity, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. We're not going to go through the laws today, but those are the seven laws of the universe. The best definition of natural law seems to be that it is the uniform and orderly method of the omnipotent God. It's how everything in the universe operates, with and through these laws. 
unlike any other form of animal life that has been created, we were given the power of choice or free will. Along with this power came certain responsibilities. So he creates here in our mind, right in the second chapter, a separation in the qualities of our life versus the qualities of nature. There's no conscious choice there. There's conscious choice here. The difference is that we can direct our life any way that we want to direct it. Nature's going to direct its life by instinct. It's not a conscious choice. There's no free will there. Understanding that we have free will is to understand that if you have a bill that's late and you can't pay it, that was your choice. It was your choice. It was your lack of being willing to do what it takes to do to live up to the standard that you say you want to live for yourself. Think about that. When you can accept that responsibility, and only when you accept that responsibility, can you actually change the problem. What is the standard that you want to live your life? And, you know, everybody wants to be a millionaire, but it's the only people that are willing to do the work. It's like everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. We don't want to play by the rules. The capacity to choose does not involve freedom from the consequence of our choice. It's, again, it's cause and effect. Whatever you choose, there's a consequence. And you're going to have a consequence. Like if you think about the law of polarity also, you have a consequence on both poles. Both poles. Because you never remove that. So it's always higher standard versus lower standard in our life. The laws or the rules which govern any, which govern every man, in which we cover to some degree in this book, are as exact as the laws which govern the material universe. You can act in accordance with these laws, or you can disregard them, but you cannot in any way alter them. You can act in accordance, or you can discard. It's your choice. But you can't alter them. What does that mean? It means you have to learn how to think according to those laws, how to behave according to those laws, and you have to learn what's the difference between thinking in the certain way, which is thinking by law, versus magical thinking. Magical thinking is when we want something to happen or we think something's going to happen outside of the way the law works, which is cause and effect. By the way, when you think about the law of cause and effect, you have to think about what is the cause of the effect that I desire. What are the cause or the causes? Am I implementing those causes in my life to have the effect that I desire? The law forever operates and holds you to strict accountability, and there is not the slightest allowance made for ignorance. I often say, little baby, crawl off the, right off the, to the top of the building. It's going to go down. God's great hand is not going to come out and save that child. Nicest little old lady on the, on the block steps out in front of a bus by accident. Smash. You don't, you, don't get a, you don't get a reprieve because you're a nice person. You don't get a reprieve because you've gone through a hardship in your life. God does not come down and adjust the universe to your level. You have to come up 
and work on building yourself up to a higher standard in life if you want the benefit of that standard. It's the only way that it works. And we seem to live in a world that doesn't know that or has really seriously forgotten how that works. The ownership of money and property comes as a result of doing things in a certain way. Those who do things in a certain way, whether on purpose or by accident, get rich. When I first had a financial breakthrough, I had no idea what I did. I just accidentally, in my mind, did some of these laws accurately, and my income changed in 30 days. I was an unconscious competent. The more conscious you are of it, the more you can repeat it the more you can repeat it regardless of the circumstances, <laughs> which is a really good thing. Because then you don't have to spend as much time in doubt and fear and worry about much of anything. Anything can change and you know how to operate. Those who do not do things in a certain way, no matter how hard they work or how, hard, how, or how able they are, remain poor. No matter how hard they work, or how able, able they are, they remain poor. It's a natural law that like always produces like effects. It's a natural law that like causes always produce like effects. Therefore, any man or woman who learns to do things in a certain way will infallibly get rich. The above statement is true and is shown in the following facts. Getting rich is not a matter of environment. If it were, all the people in certain areas would become wealthy, and the people in one city would get rich, and those while in other towns would all be poor. Now, we do see some of that, but he's talking it would be an absolute, and it's not. The inhabitants of one state would roll in wealth, while those in an adjoining state would be in poverty. We frequently see rich and poor living together in the same environment, and often engaged in the same vocations. Now, think about it. What could be the, where could you see the difference here? One person owns the company, another person mops the floors at that company. Right? Who's the person that's rich? When two people are in the same locality and in the same business and one gets rich while the other remains poor, it always shows that getting rich is, is not primarily a matter of environment. Some environments may be more favorable than others, but... Two people in the same business uh, are in the same neighborhood, and one gets rich and the other fails. It indicates that getting rich is the result of doing things in a certain way. And like I said, and I'll just keep saying this as long as we stay in this text, every time he says certain way, he means by law. You see families where you have siblings. They all grew up with relatively similar experience. One gets rich. One's very successful. One's not. You see people go to the school to school together. One ends up being a superstar in something in life. The other person is completely down and out struggle their whole life. A lot of same environment mixture going on, but something is clicking in the person's mind that wants to climb out and literally change what they're experiencing. If we study people who have gotten rich, we find that they are an average lot in all respects. It's evident that they do not get rich because they possess unique talents and abilities. They get rich because they happen to do things in a certain way. Getting rich is not the result of saving or thrift. 
Many very penurious people are poor, while free spenders are often rich. Nor is getting rich due to doing things which other fails, people fail to do. Two people in the same business often, often do almost exactly the same things, and one gets rich while the other remains poor or becomes bankrupt. I'm in the coaching, speaking, authoring world, and most of the people in this world are completely broke. They'll tell you they're making money, but they're broke. Why? Because they don't want to do the things every day that would allow them to be rich. That's all it is. There's no magic to it. They just don't want to do it. Oh, they have all the excuses. They have all the reasons. They have the health challenges, the spouse challenges, the child challenges, the time challenges, the poor me challenges, down self-pity road, all that crap. The people that decide to follow it don't get rich, and the people that move out of it do something completely different. What do you tolerate for yourself? A lot of this, you're going to hear me mention this a lot. A lot of this does have to do with toleration. Because whatever we have in our life that we're tolerating, it's because we have not set and stuck to a higher standard in that area of our life. And please understand, that's not a judgment. That's like awareness. You can't change something until you're aware of what you're doing around it, right? So the more we become aware that we're tolerating something, we can then begin to formulate an image of a higher standard and change it. The key is we're tolerating it. I'm tolerating it. You're tolerating it. Doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why. Yeah, there's different components to tolerating something. One usually is that a person is believing in some kind of a lie about why they're keeping something in their life. And it's about just getting clear and setting a higher standard. Then you have to go through the, the, the uncomfortableness of breaking a habit and, and developing a new one. From all of these things, we must come to the conclusion that getting rich is the result of doing things in a certain way. If getting rich is the result of doing things in a certain way, then any person who can do these things can become rich. And if like causes always produce like effects, the whole manner can be brought within the domain of an exact science. That means I can write it on a sheet of paper and I could say, do this. And if you do it, you're going to get the same result or very close to the result that I get. Our walls in our corporate office are full of pictures of people who have done exactly what we showed them to do and they have become unbelievably wealthy and not one of them, to my knowledge, has ever gone backwards. Not one. And I've been helping people do that for 21 years now. The only ones that aren't on my wall that I've worked with are the people that refuse to do it for whatever excuse reason they came up with. That's it. The question arises whether this certain way may not be so difficult that only a few people can follow it. Now, that's a good question. As we have seen, this cannot be true. So you like, just shoot your damn excuse like I can't do it, right? Um, cannot be true so far as a natural ability is concerned. Talented people get rich and blockheads get rich. Intellectually brilliant people get rich and very stupid people get rich. Physically strong people get rich and weak and sickly people get rich. Some degree of ability to think 
and to understand what we think is, of course, essential. But insofar as natural ability is concerned, any man or woman who has a sense enough to read and understand these words can certainly get rich. I never thought about this till much later on in my life. But when I was a little kid, I had a lemonade stand that was so successful that I was making more money than any of the other kids that I was around with their allowance. Like I was making like 50 bucks a week, you know, and you're charging, this is in the seventies. You're charging like 15 cents, 20 cents for, you know, a cup of lemonade, but you want to hear the rub on it. I was making too much money. So my mother made me stop. She didn't want me to think that earning money was that easy. Right. How fucked up is that? It's not that easy. It's not that easy, even when people see, but you have to think of the paradigm behind that, right? If you see somebody, because here was the thing, I think I've mentioned this to you folks before. One of the things that I grew up with was that, what was the idea of a rich person? Like, how did my parents understand wealth? You either had to be brilliant, you had to be extremely talented, or you were a crook. That was it. And if you didn't fit in those categories, it didn't make any sense to them. So one day I realized, well, actually somebody said this to me because I told them this. This is way back when I first started learning. They're like, well, what was your parents' paradigm around it? I'm like, good, let me think about that. What did I hear? You had to be brilliant, you had to be talented, or you had to be a crook. And they said to me, so which one are you? And I'm like, well, shit, I never, they never led me down the road of being brilliant or talented, right? So the unconscious assumption was that you're going to grow up to be a crook if you want to be rich. And I thought to myself, how, how crazy, how crazy, because when you, when a person experiences something, even if you take money out of the picture here, right? Because this is where like conspiracy theories come from. If a person keeps experiencing some form of reality, but they don't know how to put the pieces in their mind together correctly, they have to come up with their own conclusion about how it's happening. Money has been that kind of mystery for mankind probably ever since money started. And we found some people had gobs of it and others couldn't seem to get enough to make it from one day to the next. It just eluded them their whole damn life. So it's so important that we really scour our own thinking for any little piece of uh, twisted information around the idea of money and the cause of money. So let me just state this. There's only one cause that moves money in the world. That's sales. The intention behind it is demand. Supply and demand. But the movement of money, the only thing that moves it is sales. Even if you say, hey, David, like if we were hanging out or something, you said, David, can I borrow 20 bucks? And I said, yeah, sure. And I gave, and I gave you 20 bucks. That's a sale. That is a sale. Charity is a sale. All movement of money is due to a sale. What is a sale? One person asking for something in or not in exchange for something else, and they get it. It's all sale is. That's it. And it's the only thing that moves money. And it's the only reason we need to move money, because the movement of money allows us to expand our life. We all know, based on history, our lives were very, very simple at one time. 
you know, hunter-gatherers lived in caves, in rocks, little huts, that type of thing. No real need for money then. But as we started to develop in society and we created things to make life easier to navigate, we got to the point where not everybody could create enough things to make life good. So we needed to trade in order to have exchange for the expertises of what some people made and the difference between, you know, you may have one person that's a blacksmith and they spent their whole life doing that. And they're the best blacksmith in town. It's no, it doesn't make any sense to try to hammer your own iron and everything and, and screw that up. So you exchange what you need for, to, for the expert, the blacksmith expert. And then you have somebody that makes candles and then you have somebody that weaves fabric, right? And this allows you to then do what you need to do with your life. But the only thing that moves that money is a sale. In my mind, the most essential skill set in business is sales. It's the one area that doesn't give an inch. Everything else can give to a certain degree. If you think about it, everything else can give to a certain degree, even the quality of a person's product. But sales is black and white. You either have money or you don't. Money's either coming in or it's not. It's either enough or it's not enough. There is no in-between anywhere. And if it's not happening every day, the day that it doesn't happen is the first day you start down the road of cause and effect of being out of business. Okay. Although we see that it's not a matter of environment, location does count for something. One would not go to the heart of Sierra and expect to do a successful business. Now, he wrote this in the early 1900s. That's no longer true. We now have businesses in the heart of the Sahara. Getting rich involves the necessity of dealing with people and of being where there are people to deal with, but that is about as far as environment matters. And now that we have computers and the internet, we can reach people all over the world. If anybody else in your town can get rich, so can you. If anybody else in your state can get rich, so can you. Again, it's not a matter of choosing a particular business or profession. People get rich in every business and in every profession, while the next-door neighbors and some vocations remain in poverty. It's true that you will do best in the business which you like. Now think. You will do best in a business in which you like. You will do best in the things in your business in which you like. Because you don't have to force yourself to do them. I mean, it's just human nature. Some people are really good at forcing themselves to do things that they absolutely hate. But most people are not. And it's not necessary that you force yourself to continue to do stuff you hate if you understand how to do the necessary things to keep the business moving. We're, most of us are raised with this idea of doing everything ourselves. you know? being the self-made man or woman, which is a complete fallacy. There's no such thing. Everybody needs help from somewhere. But when it comes to running a business, most of us are only good at one, two, maybe three things in the business. I mean, our, our real good skill set, where we're, where we're really inclined to do well. And if we focus our attention on doing really well in those areas and bring in enough money to hire people to do well in the other areas, we could have a very successful business. Number one, you have to admit where you're not any good. Number two, you have to figure out the most important thing. How do I make enough money to pay people to come work for me? 
I do suggest, because I really believe this, everybody is a salesperson. If you think about what you had to do as a small child to get your needs met, and every child has to do to get their needs met, everybody's born a salesperson. You're not conscious of it, but over a period of time, you develop beliefs that cause you to not want to interact in certain ways with other human beings because there's a potential to be hurt or rejected or not feel good about yourself. So it's about unlearning those things and learning the right skill sets and learning to love it. There was a time when I didn't like sales, and most of it was because I had a misunderstanding of what it was. I had the image of, of my parents in my mind were that well, you were a crook if that's what you did, right? And then I thought, what is the, what is the best the way for me to shift this standard when it comes to this? To fall in love with sales, to actually really enjoy it, to be like, I start to jones if I go a day without selling something. Because I know that it's not going to be something I have to push myself to do. It's not going to be that you've got the 500-pound phone in front of you every day and you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh, you, that's, I got to answer those emails. I can't make those sales calls right now. I've never seen people make more creative excuses about not making sales calls in any other area of their life than when it comes to sales calls and convince themselves to go do something else. But think about this. If you put your focus and attention and, and you really use your own mental intelligence to change the way that you view sales and really see, like, you, you, like most of you have told me, you really want to help people in life. Sales is the best way to help somebody because you get them, you, you influence them into a way of thinking that allows them to better their life. That's real change because it has commitment behind it. It has payment behind it. It has consistency behind it. So the best thing you could do is fall in love with it, Ed. Every day, all day, 12 hours a day. I don't know why you don't have a phone in your hand right now, dude. I'd like be texting sales. <laughs> think, 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 think. It is true that you will do best in a business in which you like. And if you have certain talents which are well-developed, you will do best in a business which calls for the exercise of those talents. Do you work on the things that you're good at every day? Also, you will do your best in a business which is suited for your locality. An ice cream parlor would do better in a warm climate than in Greenland. A salmon fishery would succeed better in uh, the Northwest than in Florida where there's no salmon. But aside from these general limitations, getting rich is not dependent on you engaging in some particular business, but on you learning to do things in a certain way. If you are now in a business and someone else in your locality is getting rich in the same business while you're not getting rich, it's because you're not doing things in the same way the other person is doing them. That's it. That's it right there. There's no other reason. You have to get that in your mind. There's no other reason. It's not that you're not smart enough. It's not that you're not enough in any way. It's just that you're not doing the same things. And you probably don't think the same way. So all of your focus around change needs to be, I need to learn to think like this person, and I need to, I need to learn to do like this person. And then that becomes your main focus. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.